get your Bibles out. We're going we're gonna to see some scripture here. This wouldn't be real deep, but I want to ask a question before I get started. How many of you uh, get your prayers answered? And if you don't, how many wish you knew how to get your prayers answered? Come on, raise your hands. Huh? How many? You know, if you uh, aren't wanting to get more prayers answered, you probably wouldn't be here. Amen? So today, I'm, I'm, I called it empowerment because I want to bring some forth some things that aren't that deep, but they're deep in the spirit if you get a hold of them. Okay? Now, you can go to John chapter 1, verse 12, and go ahead and turn there. And it says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the power to be the sons of God. Now, that word means a lot of different things. That word power, sometimes in my Bible it says right. Uh, King James says power, but that word can be right. It can be a delegated influence. It can mean authority. It can mean jurisdiction. It can mean liberty, power, and strength. So I want you to think about those words right now. How, how many people know that you know the Lord? How many in here are born again? You've made Jesus the Lord of your life. Okay, we're all on the same level here. Do you know that when that happened, the breath of God came into you? It says that in John 3, 5, you're born of the Spirit. The word's panuma. I won't go into all that deep, but that panuma is the breath of God that came into you uh, the minute you said, Jesus, come into my life. How many knew that? You have power in you. Amen? You have supernatural power here, but let's look at it. It's a right. It's a delegated uh, influence. It's authority. It's jurisdiction. That's a place. You know what jurisdiction means? You know, there's a cop in this town. Do you know he has jurisdiction? That means whatever he says, you better listen to it. Amen? We have power in the kingdom. Okay, enough said about that. But I want you to think about that. If you have never done it before, you spend a little time with that. We have power. Now, just to reiterate another place in there, turn to Colossians. Uh, Colossians 1. And there's a prayer in Colossians here. Uh, and I'm going somewhere with this. So this is only the introduction. About an hour from now, we'll be into the meat. <laughs> Just kidding. There's a powerful prayer in Colossians. And, and in that prayer, and it's one that you may want to pay attention to if you never have, but it starts in verse 9 and talks about, for this reason, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So these are things, these are things that are God's will. And he anointed someone, Paul, to put this in print so we'd pray this prayer for ourselves and for others. So I want to focus on a couple things, and, and that would be that you ask me, you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work. How many would like to be that, fruitful in every good work? Amen. Me too. So anyway, and incre increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, here we go, verse 11 strengthened with all might. How much might do you think that is? Huh? How much do you think that is? Could you pray that prayer every day, believing God might uh, bring that spirit of might into revelation into your life? I didn't say that quite well, but the revelation of that might. You know, when I think of this might, I think of the spirit of might. That's a function of the Holy Spirit. And Him operating in us takes us into a different dimension, does it not? 
Yeah. Now, if you're out there and you're, you're going along in life and there's some things that just don't seem to come into play for you, uh, if you got to thinking about how much power is in you, available to you, would that change how you looked at that problem? Huh? Of course you would. It makes a difference how you look at things. That'd be a good story, uh, sermon right there, I suppose, if you knew how to preach it. Anyway, just kidding. Strength with all might according to his glorious power. See, that might isn't your power. It's not about your power. Sometimes people get discouraged, you know, and, they'll, and, and part of that discouragement, I might park here just a minute, part of that discouragement is you listen to other people about prayer. And you hear these crazy things like, well, you, you ask him for something, and they'll say, maybe I, you will, maybe you won't, you know, all that kind of stuff. How many's ever heard that? Don't let it get in you. Or yes, no, or maybe, all that kind of stuff. Hey, with God, it's yes and amen. Now, you say, well, maybe he didn't answer this certain prayer. Well, before the day's over, you may have a clue how to get there. Amen? That's my expectation. Right? That's what hope is. Confident expectation. I came here expecting today. You know why? I expected my life to grow, and I expected your lives to take on a different dimension. I didn't drive up here just to throw out some kind of a sermon that, that your pastor wouldn't like. You know, I'm just kidding, because... Uh, <laughs> I appreciate your pastor very much. Anyway, so let's look at that again. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving us thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the sight. And here's the other thing right here. And I'm going to get back into some things I shared last time I was here. Some of you weren't here, some of you were, but I'm going to go back to there, and this is the reason. In verse 11, it says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness. You see, darkness has power. How many knew that? Darkness has power. But guess what? We have power over, we have authority all over all that power. It says so in Luke 10, 19. If you don't know, I won't turn there, but write it down. Luke 10, 19. He gave us power. He gave us authority, actually, over all power of the enemy. So even though that darkness has power, you have more. Everybody say, I have more. Amen? This could get good after a while. Amen. Okay. So. That I'm going to move into something else, but anyway, he has delivered us from the power of darkness, and guess what he else he has done? He's translated us into a different kingdom. Amen. The day you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you moved into a different kingdom. You didn't see it because it happened too quick. It was like that. Yeah. Don't mind telling you a little testimony. We had some workers at our house for a little over a week. They're putting a roof on that beautiful place God has given us. Before it was over, two men got into the kingdom. And one of them said, thank you. He said, I didn't know how to get there. He said, I wanted to get there. But, and you know, they've been taking him to church and doing stuff and having all this stuff, but nobody led him across into that kingdom. How long did it take? Less than a minute. Amen. To get him over that bridge. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Two people left that, that uh, great place up there this morning. Different people. With hope. Amen? Amen. Think how many more are out there. Well, anyway, that's a sidelight. But see, they got translated. 
translated. I mean, you've got to really think about what that means. Yeah. You're here in this natural self, all messed up and all full of whatever. And a second later, you said, Jesus, to come into my life. A second later, you're in a different kingdom. You're seated together. You've been uh, uh, teaching on the blood covenant. You're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. Yeah. Boom, just like that. Hey, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's a quick ride, amen? Okay, well, we'll leave that alone. Now I'm going to, uh, I want to shift here just a bit. So we're going to go back to when I was here last time. We talked about Mark 11, 23, and 24. And just a little bit of a review. Uh, this happens to be a very powerful scripture, if you don't know it already. And as I indicated last time, uh, there's a couple things about this that jump out at you if you really think about it. The first one is, uh, how many's there? Mark 11:23. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, he'll say, he shall have whatever he says. Now you think about this scripture for a minute. Think about that power that's working into you, that power of might. Now, when you get to thinking about that, and there's something in your life you want out of there, you're going to look at it a little differently. You say, well, I've got the power to do this. It's through his glorious power, right? Yeah. Hey, this isn't religion. This is the power of the gospel. Yeah. Amen? Amen? How many need the power of the gospel? We don't, I don't like this life out there where I'm... I'm just like somebody else wandering around the street or the pasture or somewhere else. I want to be that guy that's got a hold of this thing. And if there's a mountain in my life, if there's somebody messing with my wife or my family, my kids, my dog, my cattle, my horses, right. I can speak to that mountain and tell it to depart. Because right. that power has been invested in me, right? Because I'm a child of God. Amen? Amen? How are we doing so far? Are we gaining any ground? I mean, you're going to want to run out of here and find a mountain, right? <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's okay to do that. Now, as I brought out a little difference here, therefore, in verse 24, we have a little different mode here. This is a place where we're, we are in a requesting mode. We have the power in one and now I'm requesting, but, but I will have to tell you, I've got to admit something. Well, let me read it. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you desire... When you pray, what's the next word? Believe. believe. You mean I have to believe it? Right. I have to believe it? How many have prayed some prayers out there and then you stop and thought, I don't know if I believe that or not? Well, be honest, I've done it. I've had to stop and say, Gary, if you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Right. If you don't believe it, that power of darkness will steal it away from me before you get it out of your mouth. Now, you want to experiment with this this very day. You want to go out there, and there's whatsoever things you desire, there's something you desire in your life, you need to try that out. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, do you think Jesus ever lied? How many think Jesus ever lied? Do you think he ever lied? Nobody thinks he ever lied? Well, he said this. Do you think he's lying? Huh? Seriously. I'm not joking about this one. He said it. He's not lying, is he? Okay, let's, let's travel over here to John. 
and I'm going to just go through a couple places here with all this in mind. But first of all, establish something if you don't know this already in John 16, 23. Everybody turn there. I want you to look at it. Like I say, my favorite teacher in the whole world said, look at that scripture. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> look at it sometimes. You know, I don't know how, I know people, and I don't want to be critical about anybody, but I, I know some people that actually ministry and they never study in the Bible anymore. They do it all on their computer. And I'm thinking, how can I draw lines under scriptures and highlight them on my computer? I can't do it because I want to look at it. I want, I want to chew on it. I want to meditate this word. You know, well, anyway, I don't want to be critical about it. But the thing is, I'm making a point. It's, you know, like the guy said, if you can't write in your Bible, get one you can. You know, they, they sell them at, uh, they give them away at, some of these thrift stores, I love it. Okay, in verse 23, this is a big deal. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Now, this is Jesus again, red letter edition. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you or grant it to you. Until you've asked, now you've asked me nothing Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Now, again, does Jesus lie? But he said, a, he said you don't have to get legalistic. You know, I had a guy, I, I was listening to this young preacher one time, and, and he, he preached this whole thing, and, I, you know, I was traveling. I was away from home, so I found this little church, and it appeared to had a full gospel label out front. But this young guy preached, he preached a whole sermon, never once mentioned the name of Jesus. Never once. And so, being the, the little boldness comes up in me once in a while, and I went up to him. I said, well, I don't understand. I never heard you once. Well, you know, you can get too legalistic about this preaching stuff. And I said, he's the pastor of this cute little church. But see, the point is, you don't pray to Jesus. Now, this is just a little point, and, and like, I remember Dr. Hagen taught, he says, now, he said, you might get your prayers answered other ways, but he said, if you want to be more certain your prayers get answered, you do it this way. You ask the Father in the name of Jesus. Now, here we have something that has to do with authority. You know what authority means? Uh, why is the city cop here? Why can he go around and pick you up if you're speeding or you're being naughty? How come he can do that? Anybody know? He's authorized to do it. Amen? So we're authorized to use that name. That means we have authority. We call it also power of attorney or whatever. If you know what that is, I mean, I've got a power of attorney, uh, some things of, uh, you know, my elderly father, and that means certain things happen. I've got full, full whatever it takes to do whatever. We have a power to use that name. And do you know that heaven can't tell the difference? Hell can't tell the difference. When you speak in the name of Jesus, they don't know but what is Jesus himself. So when you mention that name, things are going to happen. And the more bold you are about these kinds of things, the more results you're going to have. I'm serious. Mountains will move out of your way. Amen? They do. They have to move. 
they have to move. Why? You know, another scripture there, it's over in Jeremiah, but he's, it's, a, it's a one that's word. And I saw it a little differently the other day. It said, he said, uh, he said, I, I watch over my word to perform it. But I saw that a little differently the other day. You know, get several translations. And it's like he's watching for his word to do it. He's watching to do it. When you issue his word out, he's looking for it. And how do you like to have a bigger personal guarantee than God himself? Endorsed by Jesus Christ through his blood. Amen. Through that covenant. Man, you're loaded with power. I just, when I was, he asked me to come up, I said, I, I just hope that I can bring people up to a different level wherever I go. To step into this thing. In 40-some years, I've had a lot of prayers answered. Sometimes I miss the mark. But you know what? It's like, it's like a baseball player. You don't quit swinging just because you missed the ball. You keep swinging. You get better and you better. And you know there's something about it. You know, I, I sometimes I think about, uh, I think about a, a German shepherd because I don't own a German shepherd. who had several, but I love those dogs, the good ones, a well-bred German shepherd. Have you, ever, have you ever seen one of them maybe walking up to somebody's house and they're standing there just like this? They're not moving. They're looking at you. And the closer you get, the more they're not moving. <laughs> you know why? Because that's theirs. They're not, a, not afraid of you. They're not mean. They're trying to tell you, you're not going past me. <laughs> Amen? They don't bark. They're not the yipping kind because they're well-bred, well-bitsome dogs. But they know who they are. Do you know, when you get to know who you are, I'm telling you, the devil can't talk you out of anything. He can't. If he does, he's bluffing because you've got a power and authority over him. All power of the enemy. You have authority over all power of the enemy. Everybody say, I have a power. I mean, say, I, say, I, authority. I have authority over all power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm me or anything of mine. Amen? How are we doing so far? I haven't watched the clock, so I don't know where we're at on time. Uh, I guess if you get in hurry, leave. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, let's go to John 14. Uh, I, I, want, I want to press in on this stuff. I want you to uh, 14 here, and let's go to verse uh, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, he will do also. What? Now, he did some pretty awesome things. Didn't he? Have you read the Gospels much? Do you see all the things he did? And he said, the works that I do, uh, you will do also and greater works than these because I go to the Father. Amen? And what else did he say then in verse 13? And whatever. Everybody say, whatever. Amen. Whatever you ask the Father... In my name, I'm sorry, ask, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Why? That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Ask in my name. Amen? Mm -hmm. Ask in my name. 
Amen? And there's that word whatever again. Now, you know, uh, when you're thinking about this and you walk out of here and you try to tell somebody this and, and then they'll say, yes, but, you know, I did this, so I asked for this one time, it didn't happen. Yes, I, you know, but you say, I don't care what you did or where you went or anything else. What the Bible says is if I ask the Father uh, in his name, he's going to get it over to me. And, and the preacher should shut off his phone before he comes up here. <laughs> now, I'll just have to tell you the testimony in all these years. Uh, the first year I was born again, I didn't know any of this stuff. And probably at about, uh, I, I could say this exactly, uh, probably 15, 16 months after I got born again, uh, this word of faith came to me by, the four or five, by five tapes. And the concentration was seemed to be, as I remember, in John. Telling me if I'd ask for something in the name of Jesus, I could have it. That's all I knew for a long time, but I, I wore those tapes out. And I started going out and trying it out. And guess what? God answered those prayers. I mean, I didn't know, I didn't know 20 scriptures in this whole Bible. I didn't. But I got a hold of this. If I'd asked for it, he'd give it to me. And that I could speak to mountains, too. And he, he taught me some other things here. I want to get into that day. He talked about binding and loosing and all that. Well, I got a hold of that stuff. And I'm not the kind of a guy that's, especially at, at that point in my life, getting set free. Jesus set me free. I was 34 uh, before I ever knew that Jesus died for me. So I didn't grow up in any religious camp, trust me. So let's go on here. Let's see what else he's got to say about this. Let's go to John 15, 7. In verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. What about that? What do you, want, what do you desire? You know, let's get it on here. Let's, some of those things that you've been afraid to ask for. You know, I said afraid, didn't I? Because that's exactly what it is. If you're afraid to do something, you know what that is? That's the spirit of fear. That is darkness. And that's a mountain you can deal with. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid to ask for that. It's too big. You know, we were in a conference one time with someone that that uh, pastor knows. But I was in a Lester Summerall camp meeting years, years, years ago. He's gone on. But in that camp meeting, I'll never forget this because it expanded me so much in my thinking. Summerall had stuff going on everywhere. He had TV stations. He had all kinds of things. He's an apostle of God. He'd been anywhere. And every time he'd get up and introduce another meeting at the camp meeting, he'd say, now I want you to breathe with me, and we need this need over there in Chicago. We need some new tubes for our TV station or something like that. And we'd all pray together with him. Next time up, I said, well, and he'd get up there, and I said, well, are you going to talk about Chicago? No, no, he, he wouldn't even touch that one again. He'd set his faith for all these different things. And I said, you know what? We don't have to stop on one thing that we desire. We can ask God for everything that we need everywhere. Right. Amen? Yeah. Expand yourself. Yeah. Oh, God, what, what am I asking too much? Are you kidding? We're, ch we're children of God. He wants us to have things. Do you know, we're not just out there, the, somebody else out in the streets. We're God's 
kingdom. We're in it. Amen? Amen. If we start getting that attitude, I'm telling you, things are going to change in your life, and they can change today. You've got to step out and believe it. You've just got to believe it. Amen? Amen. How many could do that? Huh? I sure can. I mean, I'm preaching to myself. This is great. Come on, Gary, preach. (laughs) Uh, Now, here, verse, verse 16. We can just stay right in here. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. Wow. You, you, you think you're embarrassed to go to God? He chose you. Right. Amen? And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain, and whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Woo! What do you want? What do you want? What do you desire? Hey, let's, let's go for it. Look at the bigger picture. Amen? Praise God. Well, are we, are we getting anywhere today? I want you to get so bold you're willing to ask God for everything. I had a preacher one time. We were talking about airplanes, and I happen to love airplanes. I've got thousands of hours in them, and I'm believing for another one. He said, you know, if you're the janitor and you have enough faith, you could believe in a jet. So I've been looking for a job as a janitor. <laughs> no, just, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, give a laugh on cue, you know. <laughs> but those things kind of stay with you, don't they? It's uh, us unwilling to step out of the mundane everyday. Oh, well, yeah, you're a Christian. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're a Christian. Okay, well, uh, you know, whatever. No. I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. I love that song, Child of God, Unchained, or whatever. It's powerful. But anyway, let's, uh, I don't know where I'm at time-wise, but go to 1 Thessalonians. Uh, There's a lot more we could do, but uh, we'll just stay with us today. And uh, I like 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. I want you to just look at it. And it says something that'll flow with today. Are they all there? It says, for, it's verse 5. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power. Everybody say power. 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 Everybody say power. power. That power's in me. Say, that power's in me. That in it's God's power in me. Power. And it's wanting to come out of me. And do something. something. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So our gospel did not come to you as word only, but also power and in the the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. As you know what kind of men we are among you for your sake and so on. So the gospel, and Paul talks about that too. I won't go there. But he said, I didn't come to you with flowery speech and just words. He said, I came with the power of the gospel. Go look in the mirror when you get home. Just look in the mirror and just look at yourself. Man, the power of gospel's in me right now. There's a, you, if you're a woman, say, there's a woman of God full of the power of the gospel. Amen. Amen. If you're a man, do the same thing. There's a, you know, a John G. Lake said he had something. They said he'd dress all up in his three-peat suit, and, and he'd look in the mirror and say, where this suit goes, God goes. Amen. And he's one of the most powerful, fruitful ministers that ever lived. Amen? Where this suit goes, God goes. 
Amen. How does that make you feel? Everybody stand up now. Come on, everybody stand up. Say, look at my clothes. Where do these clothes go? God goes. And when I need prayers answered, he answers them. Why? Because he wants to. He desires. Do you know God has more desire for you to win than you do? He has more because it's your, it's his fruit. He's called you to do it, and it's his fruit that comes forth. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the word that came forth today. I pray that it'll sink into every heart. I pray it'll bring the fire of the God, fire of God into each person here in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the Holy Spirit working in us, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. Thank Lord. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. Well, we're here before the Lord. Uh, I'm in no hurry, if you're in no hurry. Uh, who needs some prayer today? Who needs anything today? Mm-hmm. Glory to God, except to wait out to get out that door to go do something with this gospel. Amen. I can't tell you. I could, you know, any of us that's been walking in this, I mean, if we sat here and started trying to figure out all the things God's done just by asking for him, you know, uh, it's amazing, but you have to do it. Yes. You know, you have to get your dander up, as they say, whatever that means. I don't know where that came from, but that's what it is. It's, it's boldness. But, you know, the first time you try it, uh, it's not trying it. It's like, wow, this works. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, testimony time, I guess, but uh, I'll have to tell you the first time I ever saw it work was a Catholic priest that was about to lose his foot with gangrene. I've told this story a lot of times because it's the first time I ever saw God do anything like that. I'd never prayed for anybody. I'd never seen anybody prayed for. I didn't know anything about it. I'd just been hearing about it on tape. And this 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 uh, Catholic priest called me because we were friends, and he, he was going to lose his foot. Gangrene had set in, and they were going to cut the foot off in three days. And I, I, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know how to do this. But I said, no, they're going to take that off. God's going to heal that. Mm-hmm. Where did that voice come from? Huh? Where did it come from? You see, you'll get those things in you. And the best way to get more out of God is move on them. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is extra, okay? No charge for this. When you get a little inkling inside and you say, oh, I'm kind of afraid to do that. I don't know if I'll talk to that person or not. If you'll do it, I guarantee you next time that door will open wider and wider. And the more it does, the more power you're going to sense. And you may not always feel it. We've had some miraculous things when we prayed for somebody didn't feel a thing. Mm -hmm. And some of the biggest miracles that have happened in our life, just life. Amen? Mm -hmm. Boldness. Try it. Holy Ghost. It's his plan. Yes. 